This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And we're back. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Caro. We're broadcasting live from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota, in the heart of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And we're broadcasting across our Real Presence Radio listening network, praising the Lord Jesus during this Easter season and just concluded a celebration of Holy Mass. And so grateful uh, for a beautiful show we have set up this morning. Um, Joining us by way of telephone right off the bat is our very own bishop of this diocese, Bishop Donald DeGroote. Bishop DeGroote, are you there this morning? I am here. Good to be with you. Uh, Bishop, you know, here at Holy Cross, uh, we have a custom of after celebrating Mass, we recite the prayer of St. Michael the Archangel as given to us by Pope Leo XIII. Bishop, would you uh, be willing to kick off the show by saying that prayer of St. Michael the Archangel as we just continued, uh, concluded Mass here at the parish? You're the chief shepherd of our parish here at the diocese. Would you like to lead us in that St. Michael prayer, Bishop? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. battle. Be our protection against against the wickedness wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Well, Bishop, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Bishop, it's such a joy uh, this Easter season now as we are entering into this third day of the octave of Easter. And uh, even amidst uh, worldly uh, calamities and distractions (laughs) and uh, adjustments and disruptions, we can still uh, glorify God and, and the risen power of Jesus and the resurrection. And I was especially moved by the Gospels this morning, uh, especially the the uh, the road to the mass mm-hmm. and how the how the Lord revealed Himself to the disciples in the breaking of the bread and um, just really reawakening my own heart to the power of the Holy Eucharist and, and strengthening us and as we maybe even by remote now uh, celebrate the sacraments but at the same way Jesus is making Himself visible to us this Easter season and. Your Excellency, I just want to hear, you know, how, how has Easter been going for you this week? Well, certainly a lot of grace, but boy, it has been a different year. Uh, not just because uh, it's the first year for me as a bishop, but uh, just with all the social distancing and uh, restrictions on, you know, number of people in, in churches and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a uh, very, very different Easter, of course. Uh, but even in the midst of that, you know, God's grace, just holding uh, holding up the, the good folks in our area here at East River, just trying to give them, give all of us over to the Lord, especially knowing that as we long for the Eucharist and not being able to uh, receive that physically, that's that's a challenge. Mm. And uh, so it's especially been in my heart uh, through this time, just the, the challenge of not all being together to give glory and honor to God and the good faithful, uh, and even our clergy, you know, to be able to be together uh, for Masses in their own communities, um, there's a great hardship there, and, and I certainly have been holding that up in prayer. Well, and I think there's something beautiful about this Easter season that um, we celebrate, you know, the Easter vigil, and we ring the bells, and we're all excited and happy, and we leave and celebrate. But I think this is a really good reminder that when the disciples found that tomb empty— 
they didn't go ring the bells and weren't excited, they hid. Can you talk a little bit about how we're kind of marrying that right now? Oh, great point. Yeah, you know, as you say that, it, it reminds me of the, what it must have been like for the disciples, of just how disillusioned they must have been, similar to what uh, Father Smith was saying, even about the, the ones on the road to Emmaus, right? The, mm-hmm. the two disciples, they're making their way, and all of a sudden, what just happened? We just thought this was the Savior, and all these great things were going to happen, he was going to be our king, and and so even with Jesus' death and then the resurrection, all the perplexities and all the, the difficulties even the apostles had in believing, uh, that uh, it's a reminder to us in this time as well, it's hard for us to get our head around, and understandably, what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he often turns our world upside down, if you will, in certain ways, at least it's different than we expect and hope for. But if we listen deeply to the Lord's stirring within our hearts and the power of the sacraments and the power of the uh, season, of each, for example, each stage of the Triduum, oh my gosh, it's so rich, and it has new meaning every year for us. And I think this year, with everything going on, uh, my hope has been that it just it brings people to even a deeper level of, where is God in my life mm-hmm. in the midst of this uh, Triduum and in this Easter season? And do I really really trust God, regardless of the trials that are going on in my own life, personal life, family life, the world, uh, and certainly with all the virus stuff. So I think there's tremendous opportunities to go deeper. Bishop, as a priest, uh, just for a number of years now, and really entering into the life of serving others, and it's awakening in my heart how I do meet people who do not understand even the gospel message, or they might ask me when I'm in line at a store, why do you wear that black collar, you know, or that that white tab? What's that mean, and and what's that all about? And they may not have an an awareness of Christianity, and and what is the resurrection? Why, Why is Easter celebrated? It has something to do with Jesus, but I might not understand it. There are, uh, this time may be an occasion for many people to re-examine the role of faith in their life and also perhaps want to dig deeper into what the Christian message really is. Bishop, if, what could you tell us as our teacher about what we are exactly celebrating in the Easter season to the man on the street who I might bump into and say, what is Christianity? What is Easter? Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is a question to place to them. Do you realize how much you are loved? Mm. Um, I think so often, you know, it's hard to to see what uh, it, what happens in faith, for example, with, you know, let's say it's the resurrection. Well, what does that mean to me? Well, okay, so maybe he did rise. I wasn't there. I don't know, right? If a person on the street that might be asking some very basic questions, and, and very fittingly in the culture that we live in. Uh, where there's been so much focus on secular things rather than spiritual and divine things. But the point being is, starting with a very simple question of, do you realize how much you're loved, can raise the question, well, what do you mean? Mm. Uh, and then that can lead to a beautiful conversation around, gosh, yeah, we're, you know, in, a, in, a, in our community we just celebrated uh, Easter, and it's a joyful time for us. Well, what do you mean? How can we be joyful with this, you know, coronavirus and everything going on, and the things that are tough in the world, and unemployment being so high, or whatever, right? All those sorts of things. But to be able to say, you know, <clears throat> uh, which when we witness in our own lives the power of faith, and what the resurrection means is not just this guy rose from the dead some 2,000 years ago. No, those who believe Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, 
and you believe in me will have eternal life. And, and what we desire for everybody is to be able to experience that personal relationship with God, mm-hmm. that he has a plan for their life, even in the midst of hardship and trial, as we see in Jesus' life. But to be disciples, that means we're going to have to suffer, too. There's going to be trials, and I think that's often where uh, we can get tested in faith, and others can as well. Like, well, you know, God isn't here in my prayer. He didn't change whatever it is that I want to change. But the point being is, once we know how much we're loved, then we want to be in relationship. And people, I think, today, so many are just longing for deeper relationship. And it's because that's what our hearts are made for. We're made for love, divine love. And the resurrection is all about letting the love of Christ into our heart and realizing how much He loved us, that even though we're sinners and and we don't understand and we struggle maybe with matters of faith or sin in our life or personal struggles, it's like, oh, we're loved. And so, inviting people into that beautiful uh, relationship, I think, is really the key, and being able to witness that in our own life, that we're joyful in the midst of great hardships. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro, joined by Father Tim Smith. And we're broadcasting this morning from Ipswich, South Dakota, and we're talking with uh, Bishop Donald DeGrood this morning about Easter and the resurrection. Um, I how would you encourage listeners who are at home, how can we make this octave a good octave, a spiritual octave, a beneficial one? Yeah, you know, I think so often when we think of uh, any of the seasons we celebrate often in America, you know, there's so much anticipation prior to it. Let's say it's mm-hmm. Christmas or Thanksgiving or Easter, whatever, and then go to it's all over with. Now we kind of wash our hands and move on, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the beautiful gift about the Octave of Easter is that that celebration continues. And so I think, um, you know, Father Smith made a great point earlier, just the readings of today, that could be a great place to enter into the Octave. It's just, even if they, you know, obviously can't get to Mass, but they could read the readings, they could maybe uh, watch Mass on, on TV, whatever whatever access that people have. But a way to continue it is continuing the journey with Jesus. So, uh, it just doesn't end with Easter, but how are we different because of Easter? How are we different today because of the reading of the Gospel on the road, the men on the road to Emmaus? We might take that passage, for example, and a beautiful thing to do today would be to sit down, just invite the Lord into our heart and say, Lord, how are you speaking to me in this? Who am I? Am I like one of those disciples that right now with the hardships of life feel discouraged? And, you know, I thought things were going to be so different for my life, for my family. But where are you? Speak to my heart, you know? And so uh, just taking time with the Scriptures, reflecting, praying, trying to internalize in our own hearts uh, what God is saying to us in all of this. So really, the social distancing, the more silent, the isolation from uh, things that we normally would do, especially busy things, you know, whether it's sports or you know, running to various things. Now we're more at home. Well, how can we take advantage of that time? So setting time aside, even during the day, even if it's short periods of time, to just do the check-in with Jesus. Jesus, how are you speaking to me in this octave? And the Scriptures can be a great place for us to be able to do that. It's a beautiful, uh, tangible way, uh, Bishop, that we're able to really connect the gospel to our own homes and our own prayer spaces. I know many of my parishioners here in Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich have their own home altars. And a few weeks ago, we featured those in the parish bulletin where several of our parishioners who have beautiful 
places designated in their home with perhaps a statue of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Blessed Mother, a votive candle that they like to keep burning, as well as their own particular devotions, and that these are places set aside to honor God in their homes, but also places of refuge. And now, especially during this time of uh, where we're spending more time at home and, and really practicing our faith in these these sacred spaces that we have created for the Lord in our own homes and hearts, now they are really being utilized all the more. And of course, I just want to say a big shout out to all the great media resources that all our dioceses, all your brother bishops are making available through the work of evangelists and cooperators and proclaiming the gospel even in the midst of this Easter season of certain setbacks. Um, but it's amazing to see the strength. Um, I think uh, George Weigel recently commented about how right now there is certain exercising of muscle in the life of the church through mm. this working mm-hmm. together. It's, it's like we're strengthening, and when we can emerge out of this period of darkness, we can be stronger than ever mm-hmm. because we are actually um, really doing some reps right now yeah. in this time of uh, you know, incubation or perhaps you know, <laughs> where we're strengthening ourselves. And all the more we can be stronger evangelists and we've learned things and so we can look at those positive things. Uh, Bishop, I just want to say thank you, especially to you, the way in which you share the gospel um, through means of your own office as bishop and all the different things that you do. Um, most especially, Bishop, I just want to say, you know, you speak the gospel in a joyful way that brings, com- you know, confidence mm-hmm. and consolation to people's hearts. Uh, you may not always feel joyful because I know you're a human and you're a man, and, but you're serving the Lord Jesus, and that also comes with the cross. But how can we stay joyful during this Easter season? Um, you know, how, well, that's how a great we- question. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, great question. I think if we understand first that joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, uh, one of the ways that we can remain joyful in the Easter season is we continue to ask God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when the gifts of the Holy Spirit are alive in us, so the gifts of wisdom and understanding, counsel, knowledge, piety, fortitude, and fear of the Lord, when we're open to those gifts and we ask God for those gifts and He fills us with them, uh, then we get to experience various fruits, and so one of those fruits is joy. It's that interior spiritual delight that's given to us by God, because the Holy Spirit's dwelling within us, and that's what our hearts are made for, and that's why we experience joy. So as an example, if, we are, if our hearts are really open to receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then it also disposes us to receive the beautiful gifts of faith, hope, and love beautiful gifts that only God can give us in the spiritual sense. But when, for example, love is in our heart, that is, we lose the focus on ourselves and we focus outwardly to God and others, we experience joy. And so the simple point being is understanding where joy comes from. It's not a pleasurable thing in the sense of uh, a physical pleasure. It's really a deep interior delight uh, that comes to us when God is dwelling within us and our hearts are just totally open to that. So I think if we look at everything that's going on and, again, take it to prayer, ask the Lord where he is in this, then ask for those gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lord, invigorate my heart that I might be in deep, deep union with you, and then watch what happens. Then you see love growing, faith growing, hope growing, even the uh, cardinal virtues of uh, supernatural virtues of prudence 
kind of justice, temperance, and fortitude, uh, those are also beautiful gifts that the Lord uh, want, that wants to bless us with, the virtues. Uh, so my point being is if, if we just really, again, grow in the friendship with God, ask Him for what we need, and then allow Him to change our way of thinking, because the, if, if we don't feel joyful, it's because of the way that we're thinking. Uh, our feelings follow from our thoughts. But our thoughts are formed by, uh, spiritually, if we are in union with God and God is dwelling within us. So the whole key is just, God, fill me up and lose the focus of myself and joy just indeed. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, so grateful for you, Bishop Donald DeGruy, joining us uh, this morning and speaking to us about the living the season of Easter and really experiencing those fruits of the Holy Spirit, uh, the virtues working through us, the life of grace, which is certainly available to us. God's grace is in plenty, and he can make grace out of nothing. And so he's just strengthening his church right now more than ever. Um, Bishop, any final thoughts or reflections on the Easter season that you'd like to give us here before you go? Yeah, I think the key is, you know, keep turning our eyes to the Lord. Uh, So in whatever lies ahead, uh, as long as this thing is, the coronavirus, for example, if we keep allowing God to strengthen us through it, I love that image that you used of kind of strengthening the muscles, uh, what happens is the virtues grow. And then as the virtues grow, we become uh, even, uh, becomes easier for us to live in right relationship with God and others. So just keep the head high, focused on the Lord, receiving what we have, and surrendering what we cannot control and fix in our lives. And uh, we let God do His work. Well, Bishop, I'm so grateful. Um, you know, we're, I'd like, Bishop, could you give us and all our listeners your apostolic blessing here? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. And may the blessed Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, Bishop, we'll let you go. I know you have a busy schedule. We're praying for you and, and for all our bishops and your brothers that are you know, leading, our, leading the church here in the Upper Midwest and the Real Presence Radio family. So God bless you, Bishop. Have, have a great Easter week. Uh, you as well. Thanks for the uh, privilege of being with you all today. Thanks, Bishop. I'm so grateful. And uh, Heather, just really was encouraged by Bishop, uh, his encouragement for us to live the joy of the gospel. Well, and you're so right. I don't know. um, We've been, in my family, been watching um, the Mass, the Bishop's Mass, because I really want to get to know him. Yeah. So what a better way to get to know him. And I just think during the consecration, he has such joy. You know, and when you were first ordained a bishop or a bishop, a priest. Don't say those things. I know, don't say those <laughs> things. You have such joy about you. And you've talked about how you haven't always been that way. Yeah. You know, and so, he, you know, he, it's true. Like he said and you said, working that muscle. Yeah, certainly. And that's all Jesus, the work of grace and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... Some one of my priest friends, uh, Father Sean Haggerty, pastor of St. Lambert's, another said to me, grumpy priest. Well, he said to me once, he said, "You look younger the longer I know you." The, you're, well, but there was a time in my life where Jesus was not in my life. You know, I was like that man begging at the beautiful gate, and members of the church came. And really, just like in, in Acts chapter 3, like we heard during the Mass today, mm-hmm. in a real, in a non-egocentric way, they said, look at us. Like they were Peter and John. Their lives were transformed by the gospel. 
they had authentic, real joy. Mm -hmm. Just like Bishop said, the work of the Spirit was alive in their hearts. And just like Peter and John said, look at us. That sounds strange, right? Right. But he's like, you "You guys are different. And maybe this is a time for us as church, for us to live that grace, live that holiness, where people will say, look at them. They're filled with something that's different Mm -hmm. than what the world is offering. And it's mm-hmm. eternal life through, thanks be to God, through salvation in Jesus Christ, by the power of the resurrection, by the gift of grace, by the gift of apostolic succession given to his holy church, and by this wonderful family of faith that's united in love. And of course, right here on Real Presence Radio, you can always tune in of course. every day <laughs> and stay connected to the church universal and find yeah. out what your brothers and sisters are enduring, not just here in the upper Midwest, but around the United States and mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. and how, as we stand as one family in faith with one uh, chief shepherd, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and all the shepherds who have been entrusted to the care, Bishop, Bishop DeGroote and all his mm-hmm. other brothers, all our bishops in the Real Presence Radio yeah. family, that the Lord is leading us. So what have you been doing um, as far as uh, feeding your flock here in Ipswich? Well, that's great because I get a phone call now and again from a parishioner and they say, boy, father, you must be the most lonely person on the planet. <laughs> well, and I say, sure still busy. you are just, uh, <laughs> let me set things straight here. I've been no, I wanted to hear about more your... busy than I've ever been in my whole priesthood, <laughs> trying to find out what are new ways I can bring the sacraments to people. What can yeah. we do to keep Holy Week memorable while at the same time right. maintaining social distancing and, and caring for the common good and our public health, which is a principle of Catholic social teaching. So uh, some of those things are like confessions in the garage, so safe distancing, mm. um, adoration of the cross in front of the church uh, with the drive-through, um, and then also Palm Sunday procession around the parish, ringing the church bells, celebrating mass, of course, live streaming, rosaries, station of the cross, all those new media that we try to employ here, as well as building and updating and maintaining the parish websites, and of course, communication, keeping everyone safe and reminding everyone how much they're loved and how much Jesus is watching over them. And that's the same message I give to all our listeners. And uh, that's what we're going to keep talking about this morning on Real Presence Live. And in just a few moments, we're going to have uh, some guests joining us. We're going to keep talking about how we can keep the faith alive. I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful because our guest this morning is my very own bishop and a dear (laughs) friend of mine for the last 10 years. And so up next, it's a special prayer line for those who are suffering from COVID-19. And it's my dear friend. A wife, a mother, an evangelist, a theologian, Dr. Susan Winley Doust of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. She'll be online to talk with us about the special effort when Real Presence Live continues and we talk about how we can stay united in God's grace in this Easter season, filled with the spirit of holiness and joy. That's right here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. 